This is KPFT Houston, 90.1 FM. KPFT Artist Profile, Jeff Plankenhorn. Well, I think there's two things that I really, really love about KPFT and about this style of radio in general. Um, One is how good it is to the artist, and two is how good it is to your ears. Because the thing is, these are actual people picking actual music that they dig, that they curate for you to check out. If you turn on KPFT, you might hear one thing in one hour and one thing in another. And to be able to come on and say, hey, I'm playing a show and get to an audience this large, um, it's just a real gift. And I will go so far as to say this. If you really, really want to help, KPFT 90.1, call 713-526-5738 or go to kpft.org, become somebody who gives, who donates, and uh, it'll make you feel good. Listen for his music and other local artists here on KPFT. Hi, I'm Al Staheli, and you're listening to KPFT Houston 
Welcome to another edition of the Progressive Forum. The Progressive Forum covers issues such as human rights, the environment, politics, and peace and justice, in addition to presenting news, commentary, and a weekly calendar of events. The program's Progressive Forum. I'm Wally James. Our guest today is Abba Solomon. He is author of two books on Zionism, The Speech and Its Context, Jacob Blaustein's Speech, The Meaning of Palestinian Partition to American Jews, and The Miasma of Unity, Jews and Israel. We will get to Abba soon, but first let's go to a commentary by Jim Hightower. Thankathon. Um, I think these are the last few hours. We're in Fun Drive, and we would love to hear from you. 713-526-5738. We have volunteers standing by, or you can go to www.kpft.org and make a donation. It's right there. In fact, I just did that a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. This is part of what we do here at um, KPFT. We don't take any corporate advertising. You won't hear any advertising on this station. So this is part of the model. We want to come from our listeners. So by becoming a listener and a member and a supporter, you're joining an incredible group of people that are already doing this, that have been doing this for 50 plus years, some for over that if you've been around since the beginning, since uh, since Pacifica was started in 1948. So we come to you a few times a year to ask you f to make... Um, to make a donation, to pledge some money um, so that we can keep bringing you the kind of programming. You won't get anything like this anywhere else. This is independent, truly independent news and music radio right here in Houston. It's a valuable resource. The public affairs programming, okay. the issues programming that you're hearing here on KPFT are all brought to you by fellow volunteer programming, 
programmers such as myself, Lillian Kerr, and Wally James, longtime host of the Progressive Forum. Um, also, Larry Cruzan, who brings us the news. We have been a team for, gosh, almost two decades, over two decades, and we're doing this because we love to do it. This is a passion for us that we continue to support independent voices here on KPFT, that we're continuing to bring you news and views that you wouldn't hear from anywhere else on the FM or the AM dial and how refreshing it is to get the programming that you like and that you enjoy without those those ads. So please feel free. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 713-526-5738. Uh, we have volunteers standing by. You can make your pledge or donation uh, in any amount by credit card, you can set up an installment payment plan on your from your drafted from your bank or your credit card, or you can mail in a check. Whatever works for you, we would really love to hear from you. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Also, you can go to our website www.kpft.org. Very simple to go to the website, and you'll see a big red donate button right there click on that and the steps are simple you know what to do you've done it before 713-526-573 in houston the program's of aggressive form i'm wally james our guest today is abba solomon he is author of two books on zionism the speech and its context jacob blaustein's speech the meaning of palestinian partition to american jews and the miasma of unity Jews and Israel. He will help us understand. He will help us understand the division. Will help us understand the division between some American Jews and. We will get to Abba soon, but first, let's go to a commentary by Jim Hightower. We are getting you the Jim Hightower report and also the pre-recorded interview that uh, uh, Wally did with the, our guest author. So stand by. We're having some technical difficulties. But the phones are still open. The website is still available. You can absolutely call the phone line 713-526-5738 or go to www.kpft.org. And this is one of the... Th- the, the joys, if you will, of community radio. We're all in this together. We're a team and we're all trying to make it happen, bring you these voices that um, that you value on the air here at 90.1 FM. We are one of five Pacific stations in the United States, um, two on the West Coast, in California, in uh, Los Angeles, and in Berkeley, San Francisco, and two on the west, co- on the east coast, in uh, New York, and in Washington D.C. And here we are on the third coast, right here in Houston, Texas. KPFT ninety point one FM has been on the air here in Houston since nineteen seventy. So this is an incredible feat an incredible accomplishment and we want to honor all those people that did what they had to do all the work that they had to do 50 plus years ago to bring to make to flip the switch so that you could start hearing the music the news the public affairs the issues all the things you care about human rights those those uh all these non-profits and community activist groups around in Houston that have been around, some have just started yesterday, some have been around for a hundred years. But whatever, we bring you those groups here on KPFT. You've heard the interviews, you've heard Wally and myself talking to these groups, talking to these authors, talking to these people who care about what they do, whether it's to bring voting rights to... to 
underrepresented neighborhoods in Houston, the, the, the folks that were flooded during Harvey and Ike and that couldn't get um, federal funds. We had those guests on the air. We've had the folks that um, are speaking out against the death penalty. And we sadly had another execution at Huntsville last night. So um, we are continuing to bring you the kind of news that nobody else is going to, to cover. 713-526-5738 or www.kpft.org. Please show Sorry, your support to my, my, um, 90.1 FM, to Pacifica, to the kind uh, of programming you love. So, we are getting ready for so, um, uh, a big election, as many of you may be aware of, November, 19, and, uh, November 2024. There's a presidential federal election. Right now, we are in the middle of Texas primary season. If you haven't voted in the primary and yeah. you wish to do so, okay. early voting is going on right story. now. Okay, and then um, the voting day yes, itself okay. is uh, Tuesday, March the 5th. And, uh, so get so engaged. We'll do your bit for um, democracy. Okay, be an engaged citizen of this, the United States of America, which is a democracy. Um, and make your voice oh. heard. And at the same time, okay. go ahead and show okay. your support for KPFT. We are part of yeah. this wonderful landscape, this tapestry of human voices that is part of the community here in Houston that cares about the things that you care about. 713-526-5738. And I think we may have an interview. Yes. The chair. And Wally's going to pull up a chair and we're going to talk about things. <laughs> um, as, as, whoops, here we go. We do have a volunteer tech person and we appreciate that person. Testing one, two, can you hear me? This is KPFT in Houston, the Programs of Progressive Forum. I'm Wally James. And here with Lillian, and we were having some technical problems, uh, throwing us off a little bit. And uh, okay, we're getting ready to go to our guest now. Can you cue up our guest for us? I think she is. All right. Are you there, guest? I'm not hearing him. Let's see. Who is our guest, Wally? Well, I'm drawing a total blank right now. <laughs> All this running it's around. It's all this. I know. I know. It's uh, it's hard. But and we've been doing this for three weeks. We've been in Fun Drive for all of February, yeah. and today is leap leap Hello. day. So we're leaping yeah. into 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 March tomorrow. Yes. Uh, yes, we are. And <laughs> not that we don't have uh, enough going oh, yeah. on, but we are yeah. finishing up the Fun Drive. Hello. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's donated so far. And uh, we greatly appreciate all your support. And uh, KPFT is such a unique place. There are Pacifica stations, a few of them. The two on the East Coast, the two on the West Coast, and us right here in Houston. We are so fortunate to have a Pacifica station. And we don't come to you that often to ask for support. And we got one hour left that we are in Fund Drive. And so we're asking for you to call in at 713-526-5737, 713-526-KPFT, and make a donation. And uh, do we have him on the line? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm here. Hello. Oh, Hello. Yeah, there you Hello. are. Hello. Okay. Something finally worked. All right. Good to hear you. Uh, all right, and uh, you want to tell us uh, about your new book and who you are? Yes, hi. My name is Abba Solomon. Uh, I'm a researcher in uh, the issues uh, about American Judaism and Zionism and the history of Zionism uh, and its relationship to uh, worldwide Jewry. Well, and that's something that's so relevant right now with what is going on because you have, uh, there are a, a lot of Jewish people that feel like they need to uh, support Israel uh, no matter what they do. Can you talk about that? Yes, and by the way, uh, things seem a little frazzled at your station and things seem a little frazzled in the Jewish community. Mm. This is a, quite a stressful time. Uh 
there's um, the basic premise of Zionism is that, uh, as Hertz, uh, Theodore Herzl described it, that wherever Jews go, we create or we experience anti-Semitism. We provoke it in some way. Uh, so the idea of the Zionist project was we have to have our own country back to, you know, that we can retreat to or go back to. Uh, and um, that's been adopted and become the mainstream position or feeling of American Jews. They haven't, you know, it's, it, it's ahistorical in the sense that before the creation of the state, um, Zionism was a kind of a minority idea. People were concerned with making it in wherever country they were in, becoming good citizens, becoming having good relations with their neighbors. But this idea of Zionism is that ultimately Jews are special in that they cannot live in a stable relationship with other people outside of their own country. Uh, and you can see there's kind of a contradiction there in, uh, for instance, in the American Jewish community, where we are very well participating. I know there are a lot of great Jewish Texans who've been part of Jewish history, uh, uh, Texas history in the 20th century. Uh, there's, you know, we have made our place in the United States. But there's still this belief that has grown that Israel is the kind of ultimate safety for Jews. And so if there's any threat to that, or if there's any questioning of how it was designed and what it has meant to Palestinians, that that is an attack on Judaism, or that is an attack on Jewish people. Um, so there are a lot of American Jews now who feel very much under threat by simply the sympathy that people are feeling for Gaza residents. So they are feeling that as personal, as a, as a, a flowering of anti-Semitism and a validation of Zionism, say, uh, you know, people are saying to each other in social media and in conversations, see, they're coming for us, or see, we aren't as safe as we thought we were. And then there are other people who aren't Zionists, who are not, who have not, uh, don't believe that the state of Israel and its method of creation was uh, wholesome or just, who don't find sympathy for Palestinians as an anti-Jewish thing. You're seeing this fought out now on college campuses. Mm -hmm. You know, is a pro-Palestinian demonstration anti-Semitic? Is it something that's uh, um, an unfriendly atmosphere for Jewish students? Yes, and uh, it, right now on college campuses, there are a lot of protests because of uh, what's happening uh, in the way that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and the far right who are controlling the government Israel, uh, how they have uh, been attacking, have been uh, going after uh, uh, Gaza. And uh, yes, go ahead. Hi, Abbott. Yeah, this is and William Care. I'm sorry. And yesterday we had the uncommitted movement. We had um, uh, the primary in Michigan, and there were a lot. There's a big um, show of support on, on that because of the young people there. Am I right? Okay. Yes. Also, there's a Washington State uh, trades union which mm -hmm. has urged the same voting, uh, same. Uh, okay. Uh, uncommitted vote right. uh, for the same reason. What's your name? Right. Yeah. It's going to play out this year in the election, I believe. How how do you think? Um, I don't know if this is off topic or not, to be honest, Alba. But how do you think the Democratic Party, the National Party, should respond to this? I don't think they should ignore it. No, and it's going to come to a head at the convention. Yeah. Um, it has in pre previous years, but the um, pro-Zionist uh, uh, old guard in the Democratic Party has managed to uh, basically suppress uh, expressions of sympathy for the Palestinian position. 
But I think this year, with what we're seeing in Gaza and what people are learning about the history of Palestine, um, there's going to be really a, a contest between uh, basically the uh, Christian Zionists and APAC uh, versus uh, the squad and uh, a new generation of, uh, of uh, representatives who are willing to speak more frankly about uh, Palestine. I mean, I remember when um, Jimmy Carter's book came out, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid, was written, I think, what was that, 10, almost 20 years ago now. Oh, over 10 years ago, yeah, yeah 20 years ago. Um, he received a lot of criticism from, from mainly because the, the, the contention was the Palestinians were not living in an apartheid state, but I think many of us that that watch the news, you know, from all over the world, not just because I don't think the United States mainstream media does a very good job of reporting on this, but if you, even the BBC does somewhat a better job, um, you can see that that President Carter in his book laid out, I think, a very realistic picture of what life was like then. That, and as you say, that was almost twenty years ago. Right, and. There's a real question here. The problem is we, well, immediately, or what will what immediately happens for a lot of Jewish Americans is it immediately evokes questions of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. In other words, are they bad-mouthing Israel because they actually don't like Jews, or it's a way of, of uh, a backdoor way of talking about Jewish character? Right. Uh, and that's been the the problem from the start of creating a Jewish country, Jewish, you know, states, states with armies and police and government do do brutal things at times and do horrible, you know, can do horrible things. Right. Um, and if you're, going to rep- if you're going to say that this country is the expression of a particular people, then it becomes very complicated about what you're talking about, whether you're talking about Israel and what Israel is doing, or whether you're somehow making a comment about the character of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So it gets very mixed very quickly. But, uh, the American Jewish Committee, which is basically, I suppose, the largest uh, umbrella organization for Jews in the United States, on its website proclaims that it is for the protection of Jews mm-hmm. and the state of Israel. I mean, that's, they made that part of its mission mm-hmm. to defend the state in addition to Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And for a communal organization, that's very interesting. And it's, it's committed them to advocate for and do uh, propaganda for the state of Israel. Right. For another country, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's very awkward. It's uh, Especially for, you know, I am, and I'm not an I'm not a tiny minority. I'm a number of I'm one of a number of Jews who don't identify with the state right. for various principled reasons. I don't feel it's an expression of Jewish life, uh, Jewish uh, morality. Uh, that has been a uh, the whole premise was that it is a necessity for Jews to have the state, mm-hmm. and it really had to be done no matter what method had to be taken. It just had to be done. And uh, the price for other people living there was, well, it had to happen. Simple, and they used the example of, for instance, uh, when you ever criticize that is, well, you know, look at the development of the United States or Australia or Canada. That also meant uh, a colonization and a taking over, which is very true. Mm-hmm. But this is happening in real time. Mm-hmm. And we can do something. But, um, I mean, surely surely one can criticize the state of Israel and some of the actions the IDF is taking without at the same time being said that you're anti-Semitic. I mean, it, it seems to be now that seems to be convenient to sort of say, if you criticize what the state of Israel is doing and, and the, the violence they're using... Um, in this, I'm talking about particularly in the response to October 7th, where 1,200 people killed. Yes, it was brutal, it was awful, but 30,000 Palestinians killed. 
and right. not all right. and the all earth. the hunger and disease yes. the hunger and disease also now yes so so surely one can criticize that action without being but somehow it's become if you say that you are anti-semitic is that convenient for the state of israel uh, it's it's very helpful for the uh, public relations for the mm-hmm. uh, from the Israeli point of view, yes, mm-hmm. because it's a uh, it helps uh, keep support going here right. in you know from government. And it kind of but, silences uh, criticism. I think the politics right? is going to change. I'm sorry. And it silences criticism in some sense. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, this whole idea that demonstrations and uh, students student sentiment about uh, about Gaza must be suppressed because it is um, causing fears of anti-Semitism among Jewish students it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't logically hold, right. but it's very effective. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Can you talk about uh, the part that Biden plays in all of this? Yes, he's a traditional politician who um, grew up in, you know, grew out of the uh, of Delaware, where he had good relations with the local Jewish community, and um, he was taught that, you know, of the importance of Israel to American Jews. And that was a deeply uh, inculcated. He adopted that, and you know, he says that he's a Zionist. He has said things that are very consistent with Zionist ideology. He has said uh, just recently, after October seventh, he said that uh, if Israel didn't exist, no Jew in the world would be safe. Well, as an American president, that isn't very reassuring to American Jews. <laughs> the idea that, that somehow that country is what ensures our safety and rights and our participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he's uh, he's also, I think, a decent person. I think it's starting to get through. You would think that the horrors that we're seeing would get through faster. But I think he's understanding that there are a significant number of Democrats who are not going to stay silent about what's going on, who who can't stay silent because of the horrors we're seeing. And when we're seeing these horrors, we're also uh, a little more likely to listen to the larger Palestinian narrative where they're talking about basically living in terror, terror in the West Bank, uh, that um, since 67, it's been an occupation that has not been uh, respectful of the human rights and of the uh, of thriving of Palestinian people uh, during the occupation. It's uh, reducing the credibility of the state of Israel in terms of humane, of, of their humane treatment of non-Jews in Palestine. And that's something that uh, I think everybody, uh, at least most of the people I know, are concerned about, is the the way, particularly the way that Palestinian life has been devalued. And uh, I, I was listening to something on the BBC, and they were interviewing one of the generals, and uh, one thing that you can say about BBC, or at least most of the time when I'm listening, is they're not afraid to stand up and ask hard questions. And they were asking this general hard questions, and he was just BSing his way through it. And uh, yes. and just, just out and out lying. And uh, the reporter's trying to uh, call him on it. But it's not like they're going to give even an inch and admit what they're doing. Your thoughts? In 1953, the American Jewish Committee felt that it had to get ahead of this story because of, they felt there was going to be a blowback on American uh, on Jews in the United States and elsewhere in the world. So they consulted with the, the Consul General of Israel in New York, and he told them as a talking point they could use. He said, this has been a feat of colonization unique in the world, done without displacing anyone. Now, that was a flat-out lie. It was clear to anybody who knew that there were three-quarters of a million people who had been displaced 
and who were in refugee camps outside the state of Israel. But the, yeah, this willingness to say, say absolutely preposterous things and insist that they be believed or accepted is a remarkable feature, I think, of any country at war. And really, Israel did it war since 48. Since it was formed. Yes, yes. It's never made peace with what happened and the um, the damaged lives that of of a number of millions people of people who are around who are Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank and in refugee settlements in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan. Uh, and elsewhere in the world. I mean, there's a whole Palestinian diaspora, a whole uh, set of generations of people who have to live, who have had to move elsewhere because of the creation of that state. And and there's no right to return um, as yet, and definitely with... Oh, yes, there is. I can go. I can go. But But not for anybody who's not Jewish. Right, right. Which is what... uh, when when we say the right to return, we're thinking about uh, Palestinians yes. because once they leave, they're not going to be able to they're come back to, uh, to be with their families. Right. Or to their land. No, ever since 1948, that has been true, yes. Yeah. Which is and the, uh, the, the explanation for that, they say, is that if we have permitted people, and the UN, as part of um, Israel being admitted to the United States, the United Nations in 1949, they accepted the idea that they would let anyone who was willing to return in peace and live with their neighbor, live you know peacefully to come back to their home, their own village or home city. Mm-hmm. That was a promise they made in 49, but it's never been kept. And they say they cannot do that because then the whole re- raison d'etre of the state, the whole reason is uh, they would not be able to ensure that it stayed a Jewish majority state. Right, right. And I think the other troubling development as a result of October 7th is is the the um, actions of the um, settler movement, right? The far right in Israel. And they oh, yes, and that's merged in with the... Uh, they're not a separate thing. There are settlers who are also in the army and yes. in the government. So they're... I'm sorry. Wow. That's concerning. It's a very militant feeling that they have that they should simply take over everything possible and expel more non-Jews from uh, the West Bank mm-hmm. and from Gaza. That, as far as they're concerned, they're entitled. But and I think the United States President Biden made some some little noises a month ago. They were mm-hmm. they cut off the, the 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 assets of one of the main settler movement guys. Yes. 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 That needs more attention. Yeah. Yes. And it's also, they're also making clear that they would not approve, the U.S. government would not approve, uh, well, first off, a Rafa incursion. Of course, mm-hmm. things are terrible even without the incursion. But also would not accept any population movement or transfer from people outside of Gaza. They would not accept Gazans being forced out. So that's, I mean, it's, there's, a, there's an attempt to, to try to control what the Israelis are doing, but it's way too gentle and way oh, too yes. late. I mean, I th- hasn't the northern half of Gaza been pretty much flattened? Destroyed, yeah. Yes. It, it cannot sustain life now. No. I mean, there's no... Or, you know, urban life. Yeah. Folks, we are in Fun Drive, and we're going to take a short break here, and we're going to... Uh, Ask our guest uh, if he can stick around for just a little bit. Abba, can you stick around while we ask for a little money here? Oh, certainly. I would donate if I was in Houston. Well, I'll tell you what. Can you say a kind word about uh, stations? Uh, You have Pacifica stations out there on the West Coast about how uh, Pacifica stations are able to give people information that they're not getting elsewhere. That's the way I would put it. Uh, mm-hmm. Pacific stations are a source of information and perspective that you cannot receive through the mainstream media. And that's it, that's folks. It. <laughs> because we, it's easy to get the mainstream media. There's plenty of commercials that are going to keep that on the air. Exactly. But uh, 
information like this that is going to upset some people is a reason that they're not going to air it on their stations. But it's something that Pacifica uh, here in KPF here uh, KPFT and I show the Progressive Forum. We're able to do that and bring people like you on the air. And I, I appreciate that you've been able to make the time. And folks, I hope y'all appreciate that. And the number down here is seven one three five two six five seven three eight seven one three five two six KPFT. Show us that you support this station. And um, you can go online and make your donation or call in at 713-526-5738. But whatever you do, we need your support. And we do have somebody to thank. Uh, Jana from Deer Park has made a nice donation to KPFT. Jana, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And for whatever reason, I've noticed this fun drive that it's like one uh, – Three out of four people that are donating to our show are women. <laughs> women are stepping up, and I would like to say something to the guys. Come Yay. on. this We're in the last 30 minutes of this show. Last, well, actually, last 27 minutes, right. uh, whatever. But it's we're running out of time here. We need you, if you haven't donated or if you uh, haven't donated to our show, but you've got a few extra dollars you would like to give to KPFT, uh, in the little time we have left, we would really encourage you to make the donation. 713-526-5738, 713-526-KPFT. We are f- so fortunate to have this station. I, politics, I mean, all kinds of public affairs, a uh, lot of wonderful music, and trying to serve uh, all the different uh, people in the community. And if you appreciate that, we really want you to call in at 713-526-578. Thank you, Jana. Thank you for making your donation. And if you'd like to get thanked on the air, please call in. 713-526-578. Lillian, did you want to say something? Go to the website. Go to the website. Yes, go to the website, kpft.org. Very easy to do right there. You've got the big red donate button. And we're calling it a thankathon, Wally. We're thanking everyone that's already called in, and we're thanking those of you that are just about to type that in onto your website, into your browser, or pick up the phone and make phone calls. So we thank you in advance. We thank those that have already pledged during this fun drive in February. Um, but we would really like to hear from you. You have a few more minutes to, to jump in, get involved. If you've never donated before, this is a great time to, to jump in. You're joining an, an amazing an amazing group of listener supporters right here in Houston, Texas, and around the world. So true. Uh, so do do your part. Call in or go online. Make that donation. We're going to get back to our interview, and then we'll come back for just a few minutes at the end of the show. 713-526-5738 or go to kpft.org. Uh, to make your donation. So, uh, Abba, can you uh, talk a little more? We've got, what, about 10 minutes left, something like that, a little over 10 minutes. Uh, What is there that we haven't gotten to yet that you want to make for sure people hear about? Well, one thing is, one interesting aspect is that, uh, you know, you hear about APAC, um, which is a lobbying organization, but there is also uh, a very strong Christian Zionist element that's been going on. Uh, Christians United for Israel, Houthi, is a uh, basically the largest American Zionist organization, and it's become associated with uh, evangelical uh, Christianity. There are a lot of uh, megachurches, which are uh, also highly partisan for the idea of Israel, and that it's... Uh, it must be, you know, militarily triumphant, and that it is fighting, you know, basically terrible people. That uh, there is some sort of righteousness in a strong, dominant Israel in uh, in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been an interesting change in American politics yeah. over the last uh, thirty years, where Christian Zionism has really outpaced. Um, Jewish Zionism, there aren't that many Jews around in the U.S., yeah. but there's an awful lot of evangelicals. And it's become a uh, an article of faith within some evangelical churches 
that Israel is a cause that is associated with their faith. So how did that happen? What what are the theological underpinnings of that one? Yeah, I mean, isn't there this belief that we need Israel because it's going to help usher in the end of the The world? world? Yes. (laughs) Well, yes, there is that that idea that... uh, uh, I forget the theological name of it, but that uh, there, there's a key... Apocalypse? That, that is, <laughs> yes. Well, basically, yes, that once the, the... with the reestablishment of the Jewish state, that then a number of things can happen subsequently mm. uh, for, uh, to bring the return of the Messiah, mm-hmm. uh, to, so that Jesus can return, that sort of thing. Um, now, this is very... the interesting thing is uh, one of the there are old Christian communities in the West Bank of Palestinian Christians right. who are quite puzzled that they they're, they're, they feel that the, that the world Christian community has turned their backs on them. Mm-hmm. These are basically some of the oldest Christian communities in the world, naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they must be a, a tiny minority, Abba. Well, so, um, I don't know the statistics, but it's, it's always been... There's always been in the Palestinian movement mm-hmm, a component mm-hmm. of Christian Palestinian. Right. It's right. not. It's 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 a it's kind of a uh, a cosmopolitan part of the world. Yeah. It's not uniform. Uh, that's one problem with creating the Jewish state is that it has brought religious divisions to the forefront, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it has caused a lot of it has caused the loss of some Christian communities. In Palestine, where they, where there's been more emigration from them, right? But uh, it's it's a significant part of, of Palestinian life. You know, I guess that, I mean, Christian Palestinian. That makes sense because in Lebanon, you've got all you know, Muslim, Christian, and and Judeas. Right, and I don't. I, I the one thing that I find most disturbing about the ideology of Zionism mm-hmm. is the idea that. Having an identity means you must be separate, yeah. and that's not the Jewish tradition. Or the Jewish tradition, even though we tend to clump together and uh, you know, to so we can create community, is 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 always been living among others, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not always been a terrible thing. You know, it's not a it's not a tale of woe uh, yeah. exclusively. Even though Zionist ideology presents Jewish life as just one disaster after another, and therefore we've got to get away from everybody. And it also casts, part of the ideology, it casts non-Jews as being inherently dangerous, mm-hmm. that you can't really relate to them or trust them finally, that you've got to get away from them or have a way to get away from them. I mean, It's kind of degrading for everybody. Right. But I guess there's that the 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 Holocaust was was a was 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 an awful tragic time for European Jews, right? right. And mm-hmm. that probably gave a lot of impetus to the. Could one say that the Zionist movement grew out of that? I mean, I know it was around before that. No, that's the interesting thing. It grew out of Eastern Europe. Uh-huh. Um, the, the ideology, and, the theoreticians. Okay. Yes, exactly. Basically, living under the Russian Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a difficult time for all kinds of minorities. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's a uh, professor, fellow Baron Cohen from uh, Columbia University, and tw- he was a 20th century historian of uh, Jewish life, and yeah. he denounced what he calls the lachrymose uh, story of Jewish history. In other words, describing Jewish history as just one one persecution after another. Mm-hmm. He's saying that's not accurate. It's uh, it's not a representation of really what has been a very successful um, multi uh, international uh, um, uh, ethno religious group yeah. all over the place. You know, yeah. in India. In, in Egypt Africa, or in Syria, in North Africa, yes. Yeah, for it's sure. not a uh, it's not a story all of woe. Right. No, you're right, and it that does get lost. I mean, in many in many 
older civilizations, it was all interwoven, you know, the, the, the various right. ethnic groups, the various religious groups. I mean, I know from my, you know way more than this, than me, but from my little reading of Genghis Khan, when he, when he swept through Eastern Europe, he didn't even mess with religion. He basically said, you do what you want, just pay me my taxes. Right. Right, and that was uh, true in the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Roman. Um, yeah, the uh, well, the Romans had an unfortunate uh, wish that people worship their gods. That was <laughs> not helpful. Uh, but one one aspect of the 20th century is there's two main disasters that you could say happened. Mm-hmm. One was the Holocaust, mm-hmm. of course, and then the second was the emptying out of Jewish communities yeah. uh, in favor of moving to Israel. Now, Israel. Um, young government encouraged that a lot by a number of means. Mm -hmm. In other words, they did not respect the continuation of Jewish communities in, for instance, Egypt or Syria or various Mm -hmm. other places, and they strongly pushed and encouraged people to move to Israel, in part by um, pressing the idea of danger, and they were not above inventing episodes of arson or terrorism in order to make people feel they had to emigrate to Israel. Mm-hmm. There are some shameful episodes right. of that. Oh, we just but have a... You had... Abba, we just sorry. have a few minutes left. Uh, you want to tell people uh, about your books and where they can find uh, your articles? Yes. Uh, Common Dreams has them. Uh, Mondo Weiss. Uh, MondoWeiss.net. Um, I believe it's .net or .com. Uh, has been carrying them. Um, mm-hmm. Also, LA Progressive. Um, you can get a good, you can get links to my books at my website, abbasolomon.com. Um, basically, I did a lot of research and did a book in 2011 on the speech uh, by Jack, Jacob Blaustein, just at the cusp of the creation of the state, talking about what it would mean to American Jews that this. Uh, Jewish state was created. And he, at the time, just like most American organizations, felt uh, that this was going to be very tricky and uh, uh, not, wasn't the orientation that they favored. They wanted, they wanted a a secular state with equal rights like the, like the United States. They thought the idea of creating a Jewish state, imposing a Jewish state on the multicultural Society of Palestine would lead to endless trouble. He was right. Yeah, yeah. So you can find our guest Abba Solomon on Common Dreams, as as um, Abba's just mentioned. Yeah, he's Abba got his a, own his own website. Yes. Yeah. If you do a search on his name, right. it will show up. You can see his latest article. And uh, did you, uh, you want to say something about your books before we let you go? Oh, well, I heartily recommend them. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is your chance to what do I'm it. What I'm to do, yes, well, I've got to say that there is there are aspects of Jewish American Jewish history that are not talked about now. For instance, the American Jewish Committee, which is full-on Zionist, mm-hmm. at the time of the creation of the state, saw all these dangers to non-Jewish Palestinians. Mm-hmm. They saw that this was going to be uh, lead to conflict, it was going to be oppressive for non-Jews in Palestine, and they did what they could behind the scenes to try to affect Zionist behavior, but ultimately they failed, and they felt that they had to um, do coverage and kind of cover propaganda for the state in order to protect the reputations of Jews around the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Abba, we're going to have to let you go, but thank you so much for spending this time with us. I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you, and thank you for helping me. Oh, I enjoyed this. talking with you. Thank you, right. Abba. Thank you. All right, you take care. All right. Thank you. So uh, we have just a few minutes left, four minutes left in the show, and we need to uh, raise a little money. 
713-526-5738, 713-526-KPFT, or go to kpft.org. This is the final minutes of the... This is the final minutes. Okay. Uh, when uh, Jacqueline's show is about to start shortly, and it will be, the fun drive will be over, and we won't be asking you for any more money. But while we're here... Uh, yeah, we had to make a call. Yeah, we, we did, you know, we've done pretty well with the yeah. fun drive, but, you know, we, we could really use a little more help. Absolutely. So if you could call in or go online and make a donation, uh, we would appreciate it so much. Because uh, there have been some really nice people that have made some good donations to our show. Hasn't gotten us to our goal, but, you know, we really appreciate everyone that's given so far. And we're asking you to, if you can, make a small donation, make a small donation to KPFT or a large donation, whatever works for you. But do something to help this station because we are here because of the support we've got from people in our community. Right. And uh, so keep on doing your part and we'll keep on doing our part. And as you said, Wally, this is programming you're not going to hear anywhere else. I mean, like no. our guest, Abba Solomon, is not being picked up by mainstream media. But we're bringing you those voices, those voices that go deeper than the, that look beneath the surface and know many of us are concerned about this issue and want to hear the other side or another, or is other, more than the other side, many other sides. And that's what we're bringing you with these guests, with these books, with these discussions. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Show us that you value this programming. 713-526-5738. We would love to hear from you. You've got about two minutes left. That's right. So come on, folks. Uh, we haven't heard any phones ringing. Uh, we need you to call. 713-526-5738. Uh, KPFT is here. It has been here for 52 years. And uh, because of wonderful people like you and us, we donate to KPFT. We, we all support uh, this station because we understand how important it is. And, and our time, Wally. Yes, and our time. We, uh, and the time that we're on the air, that's a smaller part of the time. <laughs> it's all the getting ready stuff that exactly. takes up so much. But a lot of it is reading things and studying things that we would be doing anyway. Right. And we are grateful that we have this outlet here in, KP, in KPFT that we can share it with others. So please make a call and show us that you support KPFT. Whether you support one of the great music programs we have here or all the different public affairs shows, whatever it is, this is your last chance to get in some uh, a little bit of support for KPFT before the fun drive ends. So if you've been thinking about donating and you haven't done it, please do it now. 713-526-573. Lillian, you want to... Say well, I'm something. just, just going to say that the next program is People of Earth. And yes. Another example of programming that this is this is programming about the First Nations, the indigenous people of this country, and nobody else is doing this kind of programming. So 713-526-5738. And Jacqueline's been doing this for a long uh, time. Uh, so long. And uh, <laughs> like, like Jacqueline, well, I'm not trying to make her sound old. but uh, Forever young. For Dinosaur days. <laughs> <laughs> Today's Leap Day, too. Happy Leap Day, everybody. Yes. Uh, and anyway, uh, I am so glad that we have Jacqueline following us.